Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is Greg Peterson, Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, and we've got three absolutely tremendous hours for you guys. We're going to have a trio of great guests along the way. We've got a really nice college basketball Thursday to break down. There's over 30 games on the card, and a man that is going to be helping me do that, Tom Casale. He does amazing work at Action Network. He joined me all throughout the NFL season. He also does a nice job on the college circuit as well, taking a look at college basketball, so we're going to be doing that with him and our number one and then an hour number two. We're going to be hitting upon some college basketball and also some season win totals as well as the Major League Baseball season. It's getting hot and heavy. You're probably seeing on social media a lot of those pictures of the bases, which, well, those many of those are not real. I will throw it there that right now if it looks like it's something that is like north of the size of five pizza boxes. It's probably... Not real, but with that said, baseball season is going to be here before we know it. Anthony Bundo does great work at Action Network. He's going to be joining me. We're going to take a look at some college basketball. We're going to take a look at some season wins. And then we're hitting a little bit of everything in our number three as one of our favorites, Brad Thomas, who joined me all throughout the football season. He's in studio. I don't know specifically what he's in studio for, but he is in lovely Las Vegas. Myself and my wonderful producer, Jason, decided we got to get him in studio, and he is going to be here in hour number three. We're going to talk some NBA. We're going to talk EPL. We're going to talk golf. So 
We're in a little bit of everything on the Greg Peterson Experience tonight and got it on this on the Greg Peterson Experience, something that, well, we've been talking about quite a bit this season. It is currently the cycle of life in college basketball. If you are rated number one, you are going to be number one for not very long as Alabama goes down to Tennessee by a count of 68 to 59. And I do think that this is one of these situations where you you do say not all losses are created equal. Coming out of this loss for Alabama, which we saw quite a few rough losses for teams going on the road in college basketball on Wednesday because you also notice that Indiana, they fall to Northwestern. I know that there are many, many people that are not so happy with the way that that game ended with Boo Booey perhaps having a little bit of a shove, and I'm not even going to say perhaps. He did have a shove at the end of the game, but the basket did count, and Indiana, they fall in a fiery heap there, and Northwestern, by the way, 10-5 and five right now in the Big Ten, and I believe that they're second in the conference standings. They might be, yet they are second in the conference standings. I had to double-check because I didn't believe it myself, and I'm sure that there are alumni of Northwestern that probably don't believe it right now, but party on because it has been a good year for Northwestern. But you just take a look at what happened in the Alabama versus Tennessee game. And I don't necessarily leave feeling horrible about Alabama. Certainly the 19 turnover is a little bit of a rough ordeal there, but I still take a look at this Alabama team and I think they've got the most upside of any team in college basketball, but it sort of confirmed what I was thinking a little bit before. It's an Alabama team that when they are clicking, firing all cylinders, things are going great. They are perhaps the team with the most upside in all of college basketball, and they have the potential to be the biggest juggernaut in all of college basketball. And when things are bad, they can have a really, really rough display, and it can be a squad that can be had by a good defensive team like a Tennessee. Tennessee only shoot 6 of 23 from 3 point range, and you want to talk about volatility and a team that you need to see it to believe it on them as well because I'm sure that many of you guys have taken a look at Tennessee in the month of March. Typically, the results have not been so great, to say the least, especially when it comes to that round of 64 and round of 32 that Tennessee typically finds themselves in. But with Alabama... Wasn't necessarily the world's worst display there. They were able to win the rebound battle. You saw your star freshman and Brandon Miller was able to go out there, shot three of eight from three-point range, and that's just what we have this season in college basketball. It, If you ask me who the number one team in all of college basketball is, it's going to be a response that might vary three times over the course of a day because of the way that these teams have been playing. It's just all about matchups make fights. This year in college basketball, like Alabama, they can fall prey to a team like a Tennessee. Heck, we saw a team in Oklahoma completely take them to the woodshed. That was a little bit of a strange situation. It's an Oklahoma team that was at home. It was a non-conference game and the SEC Big 12 Challenge. And it just sometimes happens from time to time. Even if you are prepared, sometimes you just have a rough shooting night and or the other team goes bombs away from three-point range. But all these teams in college basketball have their warts. Like, if you were to ask me right now who deserves to be the number one team in all of college basketball, I mean, man, coming into the night, it was Alabama. At this point, you can make a little bit of a case for Houston, but Houston lost as about a 20-point favorite to Temple. For some reason, Temple is a really bad matchup 
for Houston, and Houston lost to the team that just lost tonight in Alabama. You can make the case for Purdue, but they've lost twice over the last week and a half. UCLA has been building up a little bit of steam, but UCLA certainly has some of their warts as well. It's a UCLA team that lost on the road to USC by 13 points. So you're able to go down the list, and you've got your issues with every one of these teams. You've got good things and bad things about them, and that's what's so critical this year in college basketball. It's so much about being able to gauge spots. Like, I know there were so many people that were on Indiana when they were playing us at Purdue. It just felt like a really good spot for Indiana, and of course it was. That is something that you do want to be taking a look at. You want to be taking a look at the schedule. You want to be taking a look at what sort of preluded that game and what is going to be coming afterwards. Now, every single game is its own living, breathing entity, and I do think that that needs to be important. And it's not like one of these things where it's like, Oh, three weeks from now, we're going to have this game. And for sure, I'm going to be betting on this team, regardless of what the number is. You don't want to be doing that. You still want to have a number in mind that you're going to be either willing to lay the number, take the number, however you're going to be taking a look at that game. But you do want to be sort of gauging the spot itself because it is really making a big impact with regards to college handicapping this season. Apparently, Also, for those of you guys that took the DK Nation pick that I gave out for the show yesterday for tonight, apparently rim delays are happening. If I wasn't doing this show, that R-I-M would turn to R-U-M. It would be a rum delay for myself because I thought that I was drinking when I saw that. That was absolutely insane, to say the least. And we're right now getting that in college basketball as well. Just all sorts of craziness. But, I mean, it certainly is a very interesting landscape in all of college basketball. And it just comes back to one default thing right now in college basketball. There's really one thing that we know the big 12 is by far the best conference in all of college basketball. And I do think that we need to be giving credence to whoever wins this conference because every single loss in this conference that is going to be accrued is not a bad loss. And that was shown through throughout just the entirety of non-conference play. Right now, your bottom teams in the conference are the likes of Texas Tech and Oklahoma. Like, if the committee were to come out and say right now that they're just going to put all 10 teams from the Big 12 in the NCAA tournament, I'm sure that there will be some people I have a gripe with it. I wouldn't. As long as Mike Miles, for that matter, is healthy for TCU, because clearly they're a little bit of a different team. We saw it go down on Wednesday. Iowa State, they were able to get up off the mat. They were able to take down TCU. Like kind of 70 to 59, just very clearly a different team when you've got a fully healthy Mike Miles versus when Mike Miles is out of the full because CCU team just doesn't have a lot of pop on offense. But that is just so such an interesting conference to take a look at, to say the least. And I do think that we are going to be getting a lot of build up there. And something else I've been hitting upon on this show quite a bit is that I do think that if you're someone that you're taking a look at college basketball right now. Now might be the time that you pivot from overs to unders because we're seeing it. And I get these numbers from covers.com. We've been seeing just a whole big giant binge of overs recently. If you take a look at the last 30 days in college basketball, the over is sitting at 53.6%. And this is very, very atypical. You now have a little bit more familiarity with these teams as well. And here's the biggest thing as well. Don't look now, but the calendar is currently, if you're out here on the West Coast, February 15th. If you're out there on the East Coast, February 16th. 
there are some conference tournaments that are going to be starting in fewer than two weeks from now. Some of these conference tournaments start in very, very late February when it comes to more of the power conferences. That first, second week of March is when these things get going. And when you get conference tournaments, you get a bunch of neutral court games. You get a bunch of do-or-die scenarios. Granted, that does mean that you're going to get a little bit of late-game fouling. You're going to have some team that nobody's ever heard of from Ypsilanti, Michigan, or something like that. Sorry to pick on you, Eastern Michigan, but you're going to get some of these teams that are down like 12 points with 30 seconds ago. They're still going to be hacking away like Lumberjacks trying to get back into the game, even though we all know that the season is done for them. But it's just one of those things where I do think that you're going to be beginning to see a lot more unders coming into play. If you just take a look at the last seven days in general as well, the overrate has been right around 54.2%. Very atypical, not just in college basketball. Like you can just take a look at the entire landscape of sports betting. We remember what we were seeing in the NBA last season. There was a whole bunch of unders begin the year. And then by the end of the season, guess what? It was a relatively 50-50 split. Now I will say in the NFL, last two years, we've been seeing a lot of unders, but trust me, books, they're certainly going to settle for more unders and overs because there are a lot of people that they like to bet on points. They like to bet on excitement. And for those that like to bank on shot clock violations and big giant ugly bricks well it typically turns out a little bit more profitable for you and things that are always profitable are great guests on this show and one of the best in the business tom casali of action network he joins me next as we dive into the college basketball slate for thursday right here on the great peterson experience on Beeson, the sports bank network Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zikazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. If you are looking for a betting edge in the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99, and VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN shows and guests, tools like our betting splits, steep dive betting reports, VSIN betting guides, for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, bets, bets, and daily props. Do not miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe today and sign up for only $9.99. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. If you go to vsin.com slash picks, all the guest plays, all the host plays, everything from the day in vsin, that comes your way there, and I'm sure that we're going to have a few from this fan. As Tom Caselli does great work over at Action Network, and Tom, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Greg. It's uh, football season's over. It's our time now. It is our time right now, and it's our time to be taking a look at some mid-major basketball because you and I were both guys that we do not care whether it is out there in like the ACC, the Big 12, or in the Ryzen League, the Southland, because games out there in the Ryzen League and Southland, the tickets cash the same. Granted, your limits might be a little bit smaller out there in the Southland rather than a Duke versus North Carolina <laughs> game, but you know what? Money is money, and I know that you've identified a game here that I like as well. This is sub-69, sub-70 on the board. Youngstown State is playing us to UW-Milwaukee. UW-Milwaukee is anywhere between a 9.5 to a 10-point underdog. A little bit of a revenge spot. Last time around, UW-Milwaukee was able to get the win by double figures. And I understand that this is not a case where we can expect UW-Milwaukee to get the sweep. But giving 9.5 to 10 points... The UW-Milwaukee just seems way out of whack in this one, especially with the way that UW-Milwaukee has been playing recently. It feels like this is just a little bit of a confusing line. I agree 100%. You know, last they played a month ago, Milwaukee beat them by 13. Now, this is this game's for first place in the horizon. Uh, Youngstown State was my pick to win the horizon. I wasn't that high on Milwaukee, but here you are late in the year, and this game's going to, they're both 12 and 4 in the conference. But you look since December 29th, Greg, when Milwaukee got blown out at Oakland, they have three losses. They lost to Wright State twice, uh, once in overtime by four and, and once by seven in a high scoring game. 
Their other loss is an atrocious loss in overtime to Green Bay. I, that's unexplainable. Yeah. Uh, again, one point. But but you look at it, they don't get really blown out much. You know, they can score. They're going to push the pace. I think this is a good matchup for them. We all know Youngstown's offense is phenomenal. But, you know, they can give up points in transition. They'll go back and forth with you. So I think the matchup itself sets up well for Milwaukee. You know, I, I got this in as soon as I could because I saw nine and a half. I thought by the time our show was on, it'd be like seven and a half. It hasn't really moved. So I'm not sure if we're missing something, but I think this is closer to a six or a seven point spread, not nine and a half. Yep, I made this number six and a half personally. So I'm right there with you. And as a matter of fact, I'm seeing some tens out there, which I, I don't know where it's coming from. I really don't. It's a UW Milwaukee team that does a good job of rebounding by committee. Young South State has been terrific with their offense, but we've seen that sort of have their hits and misses recently, especially their three-point shooting against Cleveland State a few days ago. So I feel like this is just a number that is a little bit out of whack. This is a number that I do feel like we're starting to get to the right number on this team, Ohio State. They're on the road facing off against Iowa. Iowa opened up a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm sure I hope that... Anyone that liked Iowa just took that hook, line, and sinker right away because right now this is up to eight, and I don't see this going down any further. And the total on this game, it is anywhere between 152.5 and 153.5. Ohio State is a complete and utter mess. I personally made my number eight, so this is sort of a little bit more of a stay-away number for Iowa. Just always have trepidations with their defense. But, I mean, how do you evaluate this game? Because with Ohio State... They come in losers of 11 out of their last 12 games, and the bottom has completely fallen out on this team. I'll be honest. I had Ohio State on Sunday against Michigan State. I thought that was a good spot for them. I thought if they were going to ever turn it around, that would be the game. And what did we get? 14 points in the first half. My problem watching that team on Sunday is I see a little bit of quit and who cares in them. Uh, it doesn't feel like they're really into it anymore. Uh, I thought that was, I mean, I it not take away the loss of money, the, but just the effort itself just looked terrible to me uh, in that game. And Michigan State isn't that great of a team, uh, especially when you're at home against the Spartans. This, uh, this is going to be an interesting game because I think you're right. I, I think we're at the point now where Ohio State might get, might start getting blown out. And the number I thought was set a little low. Uh, you know, again, on Sunday you're seeing the difference now. On Sunday they were a three-point favorite, and now they're a big favorite, a big underdog on the road to Iowa. I couldn't touch this Ohio State team again, not after what I saw on Sunday. Yeah, but I'm right there with you. I had to take the opener on Iowa, knowing that it was going to move quite a bit because, well, I don't think that there's a lot of people are going to be like, oh boy, Ohio State. I really want to be back in this team that has lost. 11 out of the last 12 games, including a loss at home to Minnesota. I mean, that's how bad it's gotten. They lost at home to Minnesota in this run. It's been just sad, to say the least. Yeah, and it's it's weird because they have this great recruiting class, these young guys. You thought the team would get better as the season went on. It's gone the exact opposite. They've gotten worse. So hard team to figure out right now. And would you say that perhaps Chris Holtman is a little bit of an overrated coach? Because with Chris Holtman, there's been a lot of Respect paid to him. I know that there's a lot of people that are trying to defend him right now. This is the same guy that lost to Oral Roberts in the NCAA tournament as well. And that's an Ohio State team that I thought had a lot of upside. And they didn't deliver as well. I feel like we've got to be putting him on blast a little bit more. Because this is just inexplicably bad what we've seen. 
I agree. And, you know, there's two parts to college coaching, whether it's basketball or football. It's recruiting and the X's and O's. Now, obviously, he can recruit, right? He's getting a lot of guys there to Ohio State. But the translation to on the basketball court, I think North Carolina's having the same issues. Hubert Davis can get guys there, but when they get there, they're on the bubble to make the NCAA tournament. So there's two different aspects to coaching, and obviously Holtzman can recruit, but his X's and O's, his, his game day coaching leaves a little to be little to be desired for me. I I don't really I've never really been a big fan of his, but I did like this team coming into the year. Again, I thought maybe they would be bet against them early because as they gel and as the the talent meshes together, they were going to be tough. It's just been a disaster. Yeah, it certainly has been. I did think that there was a little bit of upside with Ohio State as well. I thought that they had the potential to be right around like fourth in the Big Ten, somewhere in that neighborhood. And I thought a team that was going to be right around fourth or fifth in the Big Ten was Purdue. And clearly, they have been significantly better. But they're in danger of losing their third game in the last four if they fall here to Maryland. This is 749-750 on the board. Maryland opened up a two-point underdog. We've seen this go to one and a half in a lot of spots with a total between 132 and a half and 133. I think that this is going to be a super duper close game. I do give a lot of credence to home court in the Big Ten. I made Maryland the slightest of slight favorites, but in terms of my handicap, I see the bigger differential in the total. This is a Maryland team that has been tremendous on defense. They can't can threes to save their lives. Take a look at a total of 132 and a half to 133 and a half. I like the under, especially with these teams playing the first time around West Lafayette and neither team getting a 60. No, you're right. That that I saw that game. It was that that was a real struggle for, for both teams <laughs> offensively, to say the least. 58, 55. You know, I, I thought Maryland defended Purdue about as well as any team this year. Uh, you know, the ED is, is ED, you know, he, he has 24 points in that first meeting, but he's going to get his, is it, can you control the other guys around him? And there wasn't another player in that game in double digits. So I, I think they're going to have a similar game plan. Uh, Maryland's actually pretty well defending the paint this year. They do a good job of that two point range. That's where Purdue really gets a lot of their points that and the foul line. They live on the foul line. This is a really tough game to to handicap, I think, because based on the number, it's almost like they're 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 daring you to take Purdue. Uh, so I'm going to give a slight lean to the Terps at home. It's hard. I thought Purdue was a little bit overvalued about a month ago. I wouldn't be shocked if they lost three in a row. So Maryland at home or nothing for me. Yep, I think that this is just such an intriguing spot as well because you've got a Purdue team that I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of people saying, oh, there's no way that Purdue can lose back-to-back games and lose three out of four games when in reality, you just take a look at the landscape of college basketball right now and the very, very strange has become incredibly routine. We are seeing that with things like, oh, I don't know, a rim delay out there in Seattle, Washington tonight. The Alabama versus Tennessee game. You're able to go down the list. So, I mean, it certainly is interesting to take a look at, to say the least, as Tom Casale does great work over at Action Network, one of their best in terms of taking a look at college basketball. Coming next, we took a lot, lot of, we took a look at a lot of teams in the Big Ten, sort of in the Midwest part of the country. Let's turn it to the West Coast next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. 
experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, which is a surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or they do not provide the satisfaction that you are looking for, but Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you because Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zen online or find a store that is nearest you at Zen.com. That is Z-Y-N.com today. On a warning that this product does contain nicotine, and nicotine, it is an addictive chemical. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Great to be rejoined by Tom Casale, who does great work over at Action Network. And Tom, it's going to be an interesting day of college basketball on Thursday because we don't necessarily have a bunch of marquee games, but we've got a lot of these good quality mid-majors. But one of the main power conferences that are going to be taking center stage on Thursday is the uh, Pac-12. And the team that I'm most fascinated by is Arizona because Arizona, towards the beginning part of the season, they were not playing a lick of defense. They've really been able to rein it in there, and we're seeing it with their totals. Now this is a total between they and Utah. That's between 146.5 and 147.5 with Arizona being a 10-point favorite. How do you view this game? Because I take a look at Utah, and I feel like they were the beneficiaries of some good luck towards the beginning of the year, and it feels like they're starting to regress a little bit. Yeah, it's hard to take Utah on the road. If you look at their last four road games, they beat Oregon State. That doesn't really count. Um, and then the other three games, Oregon, USC, UCLA, they lose by double digits. That you know They have trouble scoring away from home. I do think this is one of the few teams that matches up well with Arizona in the paint. Yeah, Arizona is so big down there, and, and Utah is the eighth uh, biggest team in the country, according to Ken Palm. We saw that in the first game. They played, you know, it feels like 100 years ago now, but it was <laughs> back on December 1st where Utah upset Arizona at home. So I do, you know, last year Stanford gave Arizona a lot of trouble every time they played them because they had a bigger front line and they could kind of match up with their size. It kind of reminds me of that with Utah. I just don't like the way they play on the road. I would lean under that total, though, because Utah, very good defensive team. You mentioned Arizona's gotten better there, too. So if that goes up to 147, 148 in that range, I would lean under. Yeah, it's such an interesting game because you do have an Arizona team that plays super-duper fast, but maybe they will buckle down a little bit more with their defense and this is another interesting game as well. The Gonzaga versus Loyola Marymount team because Loyola Marymount ended that really long home win streak that Gonzaga had. And now Gonzaga in the return matchup is between an 8 to an 8.5 point favorite on the road against Loyola Marymount. And I recognize that Gonzaga has been covering a few more spreads here in conference. But with Loyola Marymount, I think that they actually match up quite well with this Gonzaga team first time around. They were able to get that game slowed down. Cam Shelton is a really nice player. I'm willing to take the points with Loyola Marymount just because with Gonzaga, Drew Timmy is one of the worst pick-and-roll defenders I've ever seen in my life. I think that we've got Tom just completely frozen. He was just in awe of what I was saying about Loyola Marymount and the fact that Cam Shelton, who is a complete statue suffer comes in from Northern Arizona 
is able to do all that he does. And we're going to reconnect with Tom in a second. But I know that a game that he was talking to me a little bit off air about and one that he is identifying is the Southern Miss versus South Alabama game. South Alabama currently a one to one and a half point underdog with a total of 140 and a half. And with the Southern Miss team, I do feel like they should be the underdog in the spot rather than the favorite because South Alabama is going to be able to match up really well with them down low. You've got a guy in Mr. Kevin Samuel who began his career at TCU. He's done a really good job down low for South Alabama. He's registering 10.5 points, 9.5 rebounds per game, and his free throw shooting does warp what you do see with South Alabama. And I do think that that is very important to note because if you take a look on the surface of South Alabama, you'll identify that it's like, eh, it's a 69% free throw shooting team, but... If they're in a position where they're up like three, four, five points late in game, guess who's not going to be on the fold? Mr. Samuel, I am not even kidding when I say this. He's shooting 23.2% at the free throw line this year. Everyone else that is able to give you at least three points per game for South Alabama shoots above 70% at the free throw line, and everyone else other than Isaiah Moore shoots at least 80% at the free throw line. I always think that is very important that you do go through some of these player-to-player player statistics because you are able to identify little nuggets like that. It is a Southern Miss team that has been able to do a solid job. They rank right around 49th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. As we do have Tom Casale, it sounds like, back on the horn, does great work over at Action Network, and he's joining me here on the Greg Peterson Experience. And, Tom, I was just talking about the Southern Miss versus South Alabama game with Southern Miss currently being a one-to-one-and-a-half-point favorite. What are you taking a look at in this game? Because from our chat that we had during the break, it sounds like we're both sort of in lockstep taking a look at the South Alabama team. Yeah, this is. I'm going to wait to see where this line goes overnight because Southern Miss had that big game against Louisiana. They're coming off that. South Alabama is playing really well right now. They got got this game at home. It feels like one of those trap games for Southern Miss. Now, they're playing great. They've won nine in a row. They're one of the surprise teams in college basketball. But one thing South Alabama does is they protect the basketball. They don't turn it over much. Southern Miss loves to play that aggressive style, get out in transition. So if South Alabama can limit those turnovers, I think this is going to be a close game. I want to see where the line goes overnight. But I lean with the Jaguars at home. Absolutely, and it feels like we're sort of on the same page there. I'm personally waiting to see if we can get South Alabama as a little bit of a money line underdog to be able to get a little bit more value there. And this is a team that has honestly had a lot of value as a big favorite. You don't see it very often, but this Houston Cougars team, when they've been a favorite of at least 15 points, have covered, I believe, something like 20 out of their last 32 games. They're on the road. They're going to be facing off against SMU as between a 15 to a 15 and a half point favorite. How do you view both this game and just Houston moving forward? Because Houston, with the loss that we saw against Alabama tonight, they've got the possibility of perhaps being able to rise up to number one when it's all said and done at the end of the week with how much carnage we've had. And it's an SMU team that I think we're both in agreement. They are not very good this year. No, they're not. And when you're not very good playing Houston, it's not a good mix. The Houston can turn your lights out in a hurry. So I, it's always tough in a game like this because I hate to lay 15 and a half, 16 on the road, but I don't see any value here taking uh, taking SMU with the points. Uh, as you said, Houston blows 
teams, especially bad teams. Houston is built to just beat up on bad teams. So one thing I would look at here maybe is a Houston first half uh, with these big spreads. Sometimes like you we do in football, it's easier to cut it down and take that first half line. But I think Houston wins this one going away. 25, 30 point win. Yep. I do not disagree with you on that one as well. And just when it comes to this college basketball board as well, are there any other games that you've really identified either games that you're going to be betting on, or even if it's not a game that you're going to be betting on, perhaps a team or two that you want to keep your eye on in terms of maybe some bets that you're going to be placing in the future, maybe a team that you're going to be looking at in terms of a conference tournament, something of that nature, anything that's really standing out to you for this Thursday? Well, yeah, the team that I've I just liked all season long, and they have an easy game on Thursday, but uh, this UCLA team, to me, is, is a team I just feel can play multiple styles. They, they play fast. They play slow. I just feel like those are the teams in the tournament when you have to win six games, you know, so Sometimes you have to win not being you, or you have to play. You're not shooting well from the outside. You have to adapt. I just feel like UCLA is that kind of team. So, you know, I'm always interested in them moving forward. And, and again, you know, this, I like Louisiana. I know they, they lost to Southern Miss. They're playing an improved Monroe team uh, on Thursday night. So that's a game I'm going to be looking for because I still think if Louisiana wins that tournament, they can do damage in the in NCAA tournament similar to Southern Miss. Yep, I'm right there with you. I do think that that's an interesting game. I personally do like Louisiana and Monroe in this spot, catching 13. They've been significantly better than they were out of conference. They've been able to do a nice job there. I feel like this line should be more like 11. So certainly I do think that Louisiana is going to be able to get it done, and it's a Louisiana team that has a lot of guys that are able to shoot it from three-point range and Tom, I know that you're doing amazing work over at Action Network, taking a look at college basketball. When it's in season, you do all forms of football as well, and I always appreciate your time here on the Greg Peterson Experience. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Greg. Good luck this weekend. Always great to have Tom Casali aboard, and we've got some very interesting games. They're going to be coming up on this college basketball Thursday. We were taking a little bit of a look at the West, the Pac-12 conference, a little bit of West Coast Conference action, but another conference that's going to be on full display and I think is very interesting is going to be Conference USA. So we head there next to take a look at a team that's been playing rather up-tempo right here on the Greg Peterson Experience, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference 
in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sports fans, the football season has wrapped up and Brett Rivers Online Sportsbook is your place to be for basketball and hockey. Brett Rivers has you covered for every line, bot, line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Gets, and so much more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by Tom Casale the last two segments, taking a look at the great game of college basketball for what is going to be a very deep card of college basketball. We've got over 60 games on tap. We hit on quite a few with him, but something that we didn't hit upon quite a bit is Conference USA, and I do think that we've got a really interesting battle in between these two teams that there's not a lot of letters involved in this matchup. We shall see if there's going to be more made three-pointers than letters for these two schools. 815-816 on the betting board. UAB on the road against UTEP. UTEP is a 5.5 to a 6.0 home underdog. Total on this game is between 141.5 and 142.5. And it's a very interesting situation because now you've got Jordan Jelly Walker, one of the top scorers, in all of college basketball, back at the full for UAB. And if you separate out the games in which Jordan Jelly Walker was out of the full because he missed, I believe it was five games in total for UAB, when he's out there on the court, UAB plays at a top 10 rate in terms of total possessions per game. And he mean, heck, you keep in there the games that he missed, and they're still 17th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. It is a UTEP team that they're not really playing fast. They're not necessarily playing slow. They're about 145th in the country in terms of total possessions per game, but this is a very interesting UTEP team in that they play so vastly different when they're at home rather than on the road. It's a UTEP team that overall for this college basketball season is 67th in the country. 
Germs points allowed on a per possession basis, but they're allowing 16 and a half points fewer per runner in possessions when they're at home rather than on the road. But it's the UAB team that they themselves are right around 70th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. And it's all about what you think is going to be happening. If you think that this is going to be an up-tempo game that gets a little bit out of sorts, you probably like UAB in this one. If you think that this is going to be a little bit more of a mild, slow game that's going to be yucky with a bunch of turnovers, you probably like UAB. And I do think that UAB is going to be able to get there just really, really sad, not so savory tempo in this one because with UAB or with UTEP, it is a squad that they've been able to do a great job of being able to get right around nine seals per contest in terms of turnovers for us on a per possession basis. One of the best teams in all of college basketball, UAB. It's not like they do necessarily do the world's worst job of being able to contribute their own turnovers as well, do a solid job of being able to turn other teams over. And for UAB, you've got a lot of outside shooters for this team as well as the chief among them is Jordan Jelly Walker, who's been able to give you 22.5 points, shoots about 38.5% from three-point range. But Eric Gaines shoots 37.5% for the outside. He's able to deliver 12.5 points per game. You've got the Brewer brothers in Ladarius and Ty Brewer, who have been able to combine for about 15 points per game. And then when it comes to this UTEP bunch, it's just so interesting to identify them because you've got Shamar Givens and Tay Hardy, who have been your main two scorers for this team. They give you about 23 points per contest, but it's a UTEP team that they do an amazing job with their defense and they do an amazingly bad job with their offense. The shit has collected 27.4%. From three-point range, that is a bottom 10 mark in all of college basketball. But they generate those 17 turnovers per game, but they give the ball back with 15 and a half turnovers of their own. So you've got the positives on defense. You've got the negatives on offense. Calvin Solomon, I do think, is going to be one of the most versatile players on the, on the floor. He's going to have to go up against the 7-footer and Trey Jemison, who's been able to help out UAB with about 8.5 points, 7 rebounds per game. But Solomon... Who comes in from Steve Fawcett? He's right around six foot six, six foot seven. He just sets up the stat sheet. Eight and a half points, six point three rebounds, two steals, one point nine assists. There really isn't anything that he doesn't do. And you're now getting guys like a Zarik Onema who have been able to step up a little bit more for this UTEP team. I do think that UTEP going to be able to do a solid job of just making this game bowling ball shoe ugly. Being able to get this game played at their sort of wants and their wants is to make this game just all about defense and i do think that they're going to be able to have this game be first to 70 wins so i did set my total 136 half i'm going to be willing to go under in this spot with uab i think that they get the win outright but this is a sort of style that they haven't really seen all season long they're looking to run it and gun it i just don't think that they're going to be able to do so against the utep team that does such a good job I'll be able to generate turnovers. I'm going to be taking a look at the under. And at five or more, it's a take for me on UTEP, especially now seeing a bunch of sixes. I think that you've got some relatively good value there. We were talking a little bit earlier with our good friend, Tom Caselli, about the UW-Milwaukee game. How about if we take a look at the other non-power conference team in the great state of Wisconsin? Because while we're going to be looking to back UW-Milwaukee, we're going to be looking to fade this Wisconsin team. 761, 762 on the betting board. Robert Morris is going to be playing us to UW-Green Bay. How generous of Robert Morris all by himself hosting a big giant pack of Phoenix Eagles as the UW-Green Bay Phoenix. They are a 15-point underdog. And your total on this game is anywhere between 127 and 128. 
Last time these two teams hooked up, and for those of you guys that follow the Circa College Basketball Invitational that's hosted by Matt Humans, you may recall I laid seven and a half on the road with Robert Morris in week number one against UW Green Bay. It got there so easily because UW Green Bay didn't even get to 40 in that game. That was a 72 to 39 dump trucking where UW Green Bay went two of 21 from three point range and just put on one of the saddest displays of college basketball that we've seen all season long. I do think that UW Green Bay is going to do a little bit better than two of 21 from three point range. They do have back in the fold Zach Zay Blake. He's their main facilitator and a guy that shoots over 40% from three for a UW Green Bay team that has been disastrously awful with their three-point shooting. They shoot below 30% from the outside. They turn the ball over nearly 15 times per game. They don't have a single guy that gives you north of 11.5 points per game. You have seen Cade Meyer along Clarence coming be able to generate about 22.5 or so points per game. They both give you in the neighborhood about four to five rebounds per game, but don't have a single guy in this UW Green Bay team that gives you north of five rebounds per game. I mean, it is just bad for this team. Meanwhile, for Robert Morris, you do have some good top play talent. You bring in someone in Michael Green who was playing at Bryant to begin his career. He's been able to give this team four and a half assists per game. Enoch Cheeks is Mr. Do-It-All. Mr. Cheeks has been able to supply about 16 points, five and a half rebounds, a little bit over a block, a little bit over a steal. While shooting over 40% from three-point range, Khalil Spear, he comes in from the bracket bus and Bucknell Bison. He's a six-foot-eight, little bit of a combo player that's able to give you 12 points, few boards, shoots it well from three-point range. And for UW-Green Bay, you just take a look at darn near every metric that you want to. And they're towards the bottom of all of college basketball and nearly all of them. And they went through a coaching change midseason as well. Will Ryan, he got canned in season for... AEW Green Bay team that's currently 356th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis and 358th in the country in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. It's either really, really bad or really, really bad, depending upon how you want to look at it. There's just really no place where the team excels whatsoever. Typically, I could find some sort of redeeming quality with a program. There's just none with this EW Green Bay team. They should have never fired Link Darner. Just very sad to see the fall off of a once-proud UW-Green Bay Phoenix team, and I made them an 18-point underdog. I'm going to be willing to lay it with Robert Morris. I think that you got good value and just taking a look away from them. And for UW-Green Bay, ever since you saw the canning of Will Ryan, they have been able to exceed the 62-point plateau just twice in that time span. Last time they played against Robert Morris, they got to 39 points. I think they get a little bit more than 39 in this spot, but I certainly don't think that they're getting past... 60, let alone perhaps 50 in this spot. I'm going to be taking a look at the underset. My total at 126, and I'm going to be willing to lay it with Robert Morris. And let's get you guys just a little bit of a quick hitter here out there in the Ohio Valley. This is 819, 820 on the betting board. UT Martin is going to be playing us at SIU Edwardsville. SIU Edwardsville is a pickup to a one-point favorite, and your total is between 149 and a half and 150. And this is a circumstance where I did set UT Martin as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. SIU Edwardsville Began to get a little bit overvalued after the win over St. Louis. We've seen a little bit of a fall off. And for UT Martin, they've got a good backcourt as you've got Parker Stewart coupled with coupled with also just what you've been able to get down low. Someone like Chris Nix, who's been able to give you six rebounds per game. But Stewart, he returns to the program. He's been able to help the team out with right around 15 and a half points per game. And it is an SIU Edwardsville team that they've been in a little bit of disarray, losing four out of their last nine games. So I do think that you've got good value with the UT Martin, a team that ranks in the top 20 nationally in terms of total possessions per game. They've been solid to the over, but 
Overs might be starting to dry up a little bit more in college basketball. This is VEASAN Pro Tip for our number one, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You're able to sort these by show and by sport. Take a look at more unders when it comes to these neutral court conference tournament games. Conference tournaments are coming up very, very soon, and you'll notice that the tempo slows down and the shooting becomes more sporadic on neutral courts. And coming next on the Greg Peterson Experience, I give you my DK Nation pick for this college basketball Thursday. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.